Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlatnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome Dave Wolcott. Hi, Dave. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here to connect with you and your audience. Yeah, I appreciate that. Just a couple of words about uh, Dave. Um Dave was a captain in the Marine Corps, so thank you for your service. Much appreciated. You bet. And um, uh, he has a wonderful story to tell. Uh, he had to get away from Wall Street and not investing when you had triplets. Which So let, let's talk about your family first. And before <laughs> we do that, uh, uh, Dave is a uh, founder and CEO of, of uh, Pantheon Investments. And he is a recent author of the book called The Holistic Wealth Strategy. So we'll jump into that in just uh, a, a few minutes. But before we, we do that, would you be so kind as to tell us about you and your family? Sure, Mike. Um, you know, it all started for me, probably like a lot of those in the audience, right? Um, following that conventional wisdom that was out there in the time, which is go to school, get good grades, you're going to get a good job. And that was the recipe for success, right? So so I kind of followed down that path. Um, I did the ROTC program, uh, got into the Marine Corps uh, after school, um, and really had an awesome time uh, serving my country, being part of the Marine Corps, and really learning some skills you don't learn in academia anywhere else. I mean, things like leadership, uh, teamwork, uh, real integrity, uh, you know, things like that. And then once I transitioned into uh, corporate, right, and and I was actually in your industry as well, in the tech industry, um, I, I really got, you know, quickly disappointed, right, because I lost that same, that sense of purpose, uh, that sense of mission, you know, that, that, that the military has and creating impact and things like that. Everything was around, you know, quarterly numbers and, and that type of drive. And at the same time, um, I had been just kind of cycling through financial planners and everyone, I paid more for their advice, but it was all the same advice. You know, it was just put your money in your 401k, max it out, um, you know, defer your taxes. And, you know, that that's the recipe, right? And then on October 24th, 2000, uh, my wife and I had a toddler running around and then uh, we actually had triplets. So we quadrupled the size of our family. And I can tell you, Mike, I mean, nothing will have you, you know, more greater examine, you know, the financial aspect, right, of your financial well-being in your family than, you know, quadrupling the size of your family, right? So this kind of uh, put me on this, um, you know, this really intensive and obsessive journey with figuring out how are the 1% actually building their wealth? Because it's not as a retail investor, you know, in Wall Street. And I think 
you know, even before I had started a business, it was really the entrepreneur in me starting to ask a lot of questions, you know, about this system and about this, you know, whole machine. Um, so, you know, I think some similar time frame as you, you know, back in 2000, actually, um, and literally this is, you know, rich dad, poor dad had just come out like a year uh, before that a very conceptual, great book, but still very conceptual. So how can I put that to use, right? Besides doing single family rentals and things. So um, I started getting into private equity, um, investing in all kinds of alternative assets, everything from oil and gas uh, to raw land, to you know, multifamily, to uh, you know, office parks, retail, like everything, basically. Um, I started a tech consulting business uh, as well during the time, uh, built that for 15 years. Um, another tech company uh, in there as well. Um, and, and running a business, I learned a lot about taxes, right? So fast forward, you know, 20 years later, and I was really trying to take all of this wisdom and really trying to package it. And I think part of that was, you know, some of my process consulting background and everything and trying to say, you know, I need to really systematize a way for people to figure out how to build wealth, right? Because you read a great book and, and it's like, okay, well, that's a there's a great idea in there or there's a great product over here, but how do you really put it together? So essentially uh, my book encapsulates that 20 years of learning and different experiences uh, across different asset classes. Um, and that's framed out into what we call the holistic uh, wealth strategy. Yeah, that's a great uh, introduction. Appreciate your uh, family story, uh, as well as obviously your service and um, spending some years in the corporate world. <laughs> a kind of, we, we both came to the same conclusion after some years of working for other folks. Uh, uh, most successful entrepreneurs realize some sooner, some later, they have to do their own thing. And there's nothing wrong with working in a corporate world. But uh, being kind of your own boss and, and leading your, it's also a personality. Some some folks are leaders and some folks are not. If you want to be a leader, if you enjoy being a leader, it, it makes all the difference. So now now let's actually dive into the holistic wealth strategy. Uh, it's a very powerful idea, and I guess it serves the one percent uh, of Americans or other folks in the world who uh, want to build, uh, I guess, their success story. So. Tell me a little more, uh, some of the key principles of the book, uh, some of the key um, benefits. How, how does it work? Obviously, folks should go get the book, but just give yeah. us a little bit of, of clarity and visibility of uh, what are these fundamental principles or, or structures or how, how does the plan work? Absolutely, Mike. Um, I'll give you the 30,000 foot uh, overview, but uh, you know, essentially it really starts with creating a vision statement you know, for you and your family, right? Um, if you don't have a target, you're going to miss every time, right? And I think so many people out there uh, just don't spend enough time in terms of designing their life, right? Tim Ferriss calls it lifestyle design, right? So um, are you intentionally really creating that vision for what your, you know, the ideal uh, day looks like for you, your ideal future, you know, with you and your family, you know? So, it's very important, I think, to level set and really understand where it is you're going, uh, right? Because that really sets the foundation to then, okay, well, what different, you know, what different approaches can we use to help kind of get there? So once we establish our vision statement, 
we move into, there's basically uh, five simple phases, right? And the first one starts off with mindset, right? This is all about, you know, having a growth mindset, right? So many of us were inundated by this $30 trillion financial services industry that's saying, you know, put your money in a 401k is the best thing you can do. Pay off, uh, you know, the debt on your primary residence. That's the smartest thing you can do. So advice, you know, middle-class type advice and things, you know, without people really asking questions and saying, is that really right for me, right? And and does that really support things? So, so you really have to have a growth mindset. You have to be able to be a lifelong learner. You have to be able to ask questions uh, because, you know, again, as you coming from the tech background, right? It's all about, you know, data, right? We need to look at the facts and be able to make, you know, appropriate decisions, right? Um, so the mindset is really key. And then you can start creating goals and habits, you know, towards your vision statement. Uh, in phase two, we talk about increasing um, your IQ in your IQ in several different uh, dimensions, uh, financial IQ, mindset IQ, your health IQ, and also your relationship IQ, right? We talk about health because so many people trade their health to achieve wealth, right? And just think, I mean, how much would Steve Jobs had actually paid you know, had he could have been on the planet a little bit longer, right? He would have paid an inordinate amount. So focusing on your health right now is uh, really key. And I think taking a you know, pro proactive and preventative standpoint on that is really good. Um, investing in your mindset, things like masterminds, right? Uh, you know, things like listening to great podcasts like this, where you can just expand your ideas, you know, get new ideas, new insights and such. Um, and also financial IQ, right? I mean, this whole world of building wealth, a lot of it is around financial re-engineering, right? So you're only limited to as much as, you know, your brain is going to allow you to conceive, right? Certain ideas. So the more you can learn about it, the more you can reduce your risks, make better decisions, become a better investor. So that's the second phase. And then in the third phase, we move into creating the proper infrastructure. So many people do not have the right infrastructure in place for building wealth, especially if you want to build true legacy wealth. Um, and and it's you know I don't really fault people because I you know I was you know uh, subject to this as well. Is just this isn't really taught anywhere. You know no nobody really understands how to do this. Um, but I can tell you that yeah, after building a few businesses and firing five CPA firms. I finally found the right CPA firm that dealt with me and created a proactive tax plan that was forward looking. We structured how my business is, my life is, my investing is uh, to really, you know, uh, change the way I looked at taxes and actually be a partner with the government versus just paying the most amount. Right. So having a proactive tax strategy is super key component. Um we also, uh, we're such a firm believer uh, in this concept around infinite banking. Um, I, I, my family has been practicing this for almost a decade, and uh, we actually got our license so we could help our clients uh, deliver infinite banking as well, which is, you know, essentially a... Uh, cash value whole life insurance policy uh, that compounds completely tax-free. Uh, you can give it to your heirs tax-free. Um, and the really amazing thing is you can borrow against it, 
right? So you can borrow against that cash value to go invest in the next opportunity. You can use that right now for your capital reserves uh, fund. So, you know, it's a real multiplier, right? Being By being able to have that capability. Uh, we also talk about uh, estate planning uh, is really key, right? And asset protection. Uh, it's not only multiplying your wealth, but it's also about protecting your wealth. So that's a really key component in that infrastructure phase. Um, and then we move into phase four, which is called asset repositioning. So oftentimes people say, that's great. I've learned a lot. I'm starting to set up the structure. But then they say, Dave, you know, I don't have, you know, 50 or 100K lying around right now uh, to make an investment, right? So what can we do? Well, over 90% of Americans essentially have their capital tied up in two places. It's government-sponsored qualified plans, like 401ks and IRAs, and it's tied up in the primary residence, right? And the last time I checked, the rate of return on equity in your primary residence, it's zero, right? So if you're not actually leveraging you know, your capital uh, in the most efficient way, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? So, so looking at opportunities like that, we actually even built a 401k exit calculator, Mike, um, where you can actually, if you look at, you know, say a 401k position and exit it, um, and a simple example of taking 100k, uh, you pay the penalties, pay the taxes today, uh, and say you take 100k, um, and now you have 55K left over after that to invest. And if you invested that into something like, you know, your fund or a real estate syndication, um, it's unbelievable when you model this out and you see that that 55K over uninterrupted compounding tax-free for 20 years can yield potentially over 2 million uh, versus if you keep it in your 401k, your after-tax number is around 250k, right? So uh, it's really amazing, right, to understand, you know, how some of these kind of uh, principles work, right? Um, and then we jump into the last phase, which is all about building massive passive income, right? So on top of, you know, your capital stack of having this, you know, liquidity pot in your infinite banking, you've created the right infrastructure, you now want to start layering on some of these private investments that are really basically asymmetric in nature and much less risky than investing in the markets, right? We're looking at assets that basically have tax efficiency to them, that they have some type of predictable income, and then they have some equity appreciation upside uh, potential to them. And as you you know keep growing and keep investing in that base, you keep growing your passive income base, right? And you're also staying very tax efficient the whole time. And that's you know how the ultra wealthy. That is really the blueprint of how the ultra wealthy um, you know are not only maintaining but but really you know thriving. Uh, and I would say in all market conditions as well. Wow, that was a lot. I appreciate the wisdom, the six phases, and the number of things you mentioned uh, make absolutely great sense. Certainly familiar with infinite banking to the nth degree, and um, uh, the alternative investments is all we do. So from that perspective, uh, I, I'm completely in agreement. You can generate much better rates of return with a higher predictability through real estate and other alternatives versus, uh, generally speaking, the Wall Street instruments. 
And then the 401k, um, that will basically qualified, non-qualified money. What, what's really interesting is uh, what you said is you could take 100k out of your 401k, pay the penalties and invest. But you, 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 you could actually convert your 401k to self-directed IRA and invest same 100k without any penalties uh, into alternatives. So I'm sure you, you cover that too. Uh, but the, the, the power of a mindset is also, thank you for, for bringing that point up. Um, the, uh, the mindset is basically the beginning of everything. If you don't have a mindset, you can't really uh, get over even basic hurdles. So it makes a lot of sense. I think your book, uh, it's got to be really interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to get a copy myself. Would love to uh, kind of uh, get a little, little, little more uh, in-depth uh, view, view or your your plan versus what I've seen on the legacy front from other folks that do this. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. And infinite banking, sure. I mean, I, I, I use it. My family uses it. And um, most interestingly enough, it comes back sort of the uh, Rockefellers of the world. These ultra wealthy, they've been using it for the longest time. It, it's got the tax-free benefits that you can pass to your heirs, but it also works as an incredibly powerful tool to have access to cash and have the cash grow in, in, the perfor- in your policy as well as um, obviously borrowing from the policy and deploying it in, in other aspects. So how do you work with folks? Uh, you're just taking it to the next step. You have the book. And I don't know what does your uh, company do. Is, is the company that's financial planning? Do you have um, your own uh, funds? I'm just curious what, uh, beyond the book, uh, explore a little bit more into uh, how do you work with folks? Yeah, you know, Mike, um, this is really a passion project for me, um, right? And we are trying to basically create value uh, for our investors. I wake up every day trying to uh, solve different problems for our investors, um, create, you know, creating value in multiple different ways. So uh, essentially, our business model is that we partner uh, with other um, what we believe are superior operators in different asset classes um, to be able to solve different solutions. So, for instance, we have an oil and gas fund, uh, which is um, you can 100 percent deductible against active income. So a lot of our high income entrepreneurs, doctors and dentists, right? I mean, this is such a great solution because they can offset their active income, right? So we're partnering with some of those uh, great, you know, operators around different asset classes, around different niche niches, um, also different markets. Uh, so as people are building out their portfolios, you know, we've taken that headache uh, out of the way of, you know, vetting and doing all the due diligence, providing additional value for them and things like that. So, so that's one of our, our primary business models. We're also helping people uh, establish infinite banking policies and infrastructure for themselves. Um, and then we're also rolling out uh, a mastermind uh, group that will have some group coaching mastermind will be rolling out uh, shortly as well. Very cool. So it's an energy fund, uh, mastermind, and uh, with coaching. And uh, uh, I guess you, uh, you you do a number of things and infinite banking, right? So these are pretty powerful ideas. Uh, makes a lot of sense. So how do you, just a quick, uh, quick, quick color on uh, infinite banking. Uh, 
we were obviously seeing rapidly increasing interest rates. The Fed went too fast and too furious. They pushed the rates up. Um, like there is no tomorrow. What what what's been the impact on the infinite banking? Is has the these uh, whole life policies gotten better for investors? I would imagine uh, that with high interest rates, insurance companies can actually make better return now on their capital. They should be paying a little little more on the policies versus a little while ago. Although they move very slow, but they should still they should still be reflecting high interest rate environment. Just curious, what what has transpired? Yeah, there there is some increase in terms of the uh, dividends that are being paid out, uh, but also the the loans have actually gone up as well. The interest that you're paying on the loan, so, um, but what all, do you pay now? I'm just curious if you have a policy. And I mean, I have one that I'm paying three and a quarter percent, but but all of these are so different, Mike. Um, you know, depending on how they're structured, um, and and this is a really key component because a lot of people there's so much misinformation uh, out there in the industry. And what I've learned is that you know if you were to call your you know financial planner, your life insurance company, and say, hey, I want to set up this policy like this. Number one, they might not even know what you're talking about. And then number two, if they say, okay, they do, you're not being able to necessarily structure it uh, the right way, right? So uh, you have to be working with a mutual insurance company, number one, um, company that's been around for you know over 100 years, not a stock insurance company is really key. Um, and then having something properly structured. And what I mean by that is that um, a lot of these planners out there will actually structure these the opposite. So they get the biggest amount of commissions like on the front end. And we structure them the complete opposite, right? And we also structure it in a way that you are using you know, the IBC. The IBC is really a, a, a practice, a process, right? So it's not just like you don't just plug in the product, you actually have to practice it to be able to maximize the value of it. So we try to help, you know, clients, you know, advise clients on that as well. And, um, I, you know, I think what's, what was really fascinating to me, Mike, as, as to, you know, I was going through this investment process and, you know, I still am all the time. Uh, but there's a, a few really key things about some of those phases too, is, you know, number one, I'm always looking for a multiplier on my money. If I buy a thousand dollars worth of Tesla stock, all I have is a thousand dollars of stock. And the only thing I can hope for is the stock is going to increase in value. Right. But we all know that stock can actually go sideways or it can go down also. If I invest $1 into a, an IBC policy, for instance, um, I'm growing, you know, compounding tax free. I have some asset protection built into it. I can creating a legacy. It's part of my legacy plan because I can give it to my heirs tax free. Uh, I have the liquidity component to it, which is a major gap in investing in private equity is not having enough liquidity. So where do you keep liquidity to add enough velocity to your portfolio? This is a fantastic place to do that. Whether you're an entrepreneur running a business, where do you keep capital? Keep it in here, you know, or you're an individual worried about the economy right now. You know what? Put in 12 months of runway for yourself and your family and stop worrying, you know? Um, so, so looking for things that are actual multipliers uh, on, on where you're putting your money. And then when you follow this, you know, strategy and you have this 
overall wealth strategy, um, it weathers whether the market's going up or down. And it also has this exponential effect because you're doing multiple things at the same time. So all of a sudden you get to the end of the tax year and you go, wow, you know, my taxes are 100K less this year. Oh, I guess I can go invest in another asset. Now I put that, you know, uh, now I buy another asset and now I just increase my passive income. Oh, and that's coming in tax-free. Okay, and I'll take the income from that and then put that into my IBC policy. And now, you know, now I'm compounding at almost 6% plus I've got a little spread on the deal that I did, right? So this exponential effect really compounds. Yeah, I appreciate that sharing. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, <laughs> I'm well aware of the policy design is a critical component. The traditional uh, life insurance agents will sell you the most beneficial policy for them that, that yes. generates the most commission. Now those those policies are not necessarily wrong. They just they just work differently versus Correct. policy that has gives you a lot of liquidity uh, up front. And it, it's it, it is a very powerful concept. The best way to look at the life insurance policy like this this is what I've been told is that it's kind of a safest part of your portfolio. It is still an investment with obviously access to liquidity, asset protection elements, but it it grows kind of the the cash. Uh, in the policy faster, way faster than the cash in the bank. This was even, there was a lot more contrast to this when the interest rates were very low. You could still get five, 575 in your policy well when the banks were paying quarter percent. Now they're finally paying maybe 2% with rates haven't gone up. Still, the policy makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's go quickly, uh, just a couple of words into oil and gas and, and how that works. Um, so yeah, the I've heard of that. Not invested into this, but uh, just uh, shine a little bit of light and explain. Somebody writes 100K into an oil and gas, uh, I guess, exploration and development uh, uh, project. They get $100,000 immediate deduction against their ordinary income. And then uh, what happens? What do they own? They own a piece of the uh, of the well. Um, so, yeah. So I'll tell you, tell you how it works, Mike. So, I mean, 95% of basically all oil and gas that that's done it's an income play right so so people are buying some kind of you know there's variations to it they're buying some type of working interest into you know carbon capture right into you know mining for oil and gas now we have a very unique because our investment thesis very much like multifamily is looking for tax efficiency predictive passive income and then also some kind of upside on the back end uh, we have a, a really unique partner that we are working with that actually simulates all of those, and they're very innovative in the industry. So if you were to invest 100K, you would actually get year one, you know, we forecast more like 80% in year one is tax deductible, right? So you would get a K1 for your tax return. Um, you'd show an $80,000 loss. Uh, that would be a working interest of 100k into uh, you know into this you know active um, operation, and uh, we then start um, drilling for oil and gas. It's a fund that's 50/50, both oil and gas, and uh, you know starts paying double digit uh, monthly passive income. Uh, from there. And then we look to actually do a divestiture in about 18 months, where we will sell a part of the portfolio of assets to a, either like someone like a pension fund who wants the income, 
or a bigger producer like ConocoPhillips, who says, okay, we're going to buy hundred million of these assets, increase our footprint, right? This is, this is a great, you know, deal for us. Um, so there is an exit uh, on the back end as well. And then interestingly enough, you can actually do a 1031 exchange in oil and gas as well. So strategically, the every, we will always have a subsequent fund to roll assets into where people continue, can continue to defer taxes uh, as well as reinvest principal and get the same, you know, active uh, losses in subsequent years. Very cool. I appreciate that explanation. Makes a lot of sense. So how would folks get a hold of you? Um, is there a good website to reach out? Yeah, sure, Mike. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, really the best way is um, you can get a free copy um, of our the ebook version uh, of the Holistic Wealth Strategy at Pantheon invest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. Uh, so you could basically go there and, and get into the circle. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really the best place or, you know, feel free to check out our podcast as well. Wealth strategy secrets of the ultra wealthy. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate your sharing. Thank you for coming on our podcast and, uh, looking forward to get a copy of your book. And, uh, again, thank you for your service as a, as a Marine. Uh, enjoy your family. You have sounds like you have four wonderful kids. So it's really you're blessed. So thank yeah, you again. You, you bet. Thank you, Mike. Grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.